0: That's not really overwhelm. That's just discomfort or misalignment. Get cool with doing stuff that makes you better. Like understand that. Understand overwhelm will improve your life as long as you can navigate it. And you can, you definitely can.
1: People that think success should come easy, they're obviously missing something in my opinion, because when you get more successful, you end up having more opportunities, which is wonderful, but also overwhelming.
0: Every day, from anywhere, for free. Welcome to Next Level University.
1: Okay. How do we recognize our patterns of overwhelm?
0: Hmm. Wow. Alan, you can hammer it first, man.
1: Yeah, so you need to identify when you're overwhelmed, identify, rectify. It's something I use constantly with my clients, when are you overwhelmed? Journal. Figure out what it is. Maybe you use a an iCloud note on your iPhone, but write it down. Okay, I'm overwhelmed, here's why. Write down a list of things. I'm overwhelmed thinking about X, Y, Z. I'm driving here, this and then you'll notice patterns in the data. We at NLU, we try to make data driven decisions and we have tons of data. And and my coaching is very data driven as well. We all have peak performance tracking. We, I remember one time I figured out that every Saturday was my least productive day, which I found really, really fascinating. And I realized in hindsight when I looked at the data, because I, I aggregated every Monday, every Tuesday, every Wednesday, every day of the week, and I found out that I averaged them all, my total productive output for each day on an average over, I think, a year and a half. And I found out Saturday was like something crazy, like 38%, something really low. And I wondered why. And I was like, I think it's my conditioning. I think we grew up in an environment that encouraged you to do nothing on Saturdays. And after I realized that, based on the data, I then started shifting. We all know when it's Saturday, we are lazier. Everyone says it in their own head. It's like, oh, it's Saturday. Don't worry about it. That is a jeffing, in my opinion, at least for me. I want to stay as consistent as I possibly can. Every day is another day to make a difference. And that's the way I operate. So identify, rectify, look at the data, journal, whenever you're overwhelmed, figure out why journal, write it down and then go back and read it and then notice patterns.
0: I would second that. I think it falls under an umbrella that is attached to overwhelm. For me, when I'm doing client work, that is deep work of, I have to spend an hour and a half to do this. I think that we get overwhelmed before we even start the task. So I would say what Alan said, I would say, journal, look back, ask for help, ask for feedback, ask for an outside perspective real quick. I'm going to tell a quick story. I'm going to tell a quick story. When I was living with my buddy, Matt, shout out to Matt. He's getting a lot of shout outs today. He said, Hey, I want to put a new light on the front porch. And I was like, all right, man, let's do that. We'll do that. And we didn't do it the first weekend. We didn't do it the second weekend. And we just kept thinking, this is going to be brutal. This is going to be brutal. Let's play NBA 2K18 instead. Let's just do that. And we did that for like five or six weeks. When we did it, we took, took it out of the box. We took the other one off, connected two wires. Voila, took all of 15 minutes. I think sometimes we convince ourselves that we're more overwhelmed than we actually are. So if that is a habit, then that's a whole nother discussion. But yeah, you have to look at the data. You have to reflect. Reflection is such an important thing. It's such an important thing and it's, I think it's underutilized for sure. Myself included, I could definitely reflect more.
2: When my partner feels overwhelmed, how
0: can I support them and give them more certainty? Oh, oh my goodness. Okay. This is going to be, this is one of my favorite things in the world. Two questions. Are you looking for advice or are you looking for support? That question, those two questions open up an entire line of communication. Oftentimes, Tyron will say, no, I just, I just need a hug and... I just need you to support me right now. Other times, it's what would you do if you were in my position? So you have to ask that person, what do they need from you? Sometimes Captain Kevin comes in and wants to make everything better. And that doesn't always work. That's not always the way to go. So I think at the end of the day, we talk about how important the truth is. If you can live in the truth, if you can speak your truth, if you can get other people to tell you the truth, your relationships will be much better. Ask that person what they need from you and say, if you need anything else, just let me know. I think that's always the goal anyway.
1: And the key is to actually answer it. I have the same response. It's if I, I say this to Emilia all the time. I say, how can I support you? And she does the same for me, especially when we're very open with when we're overwhelmed. We have a system of where are you at from zero to 10? So let's say I'm at a four after a long day. She said, which direction is it going up or down? And then at what rate I would say, Ooh, a four and it's going down fast. Okay. How can I support you? So it's an awareness piece. It's, but more importantly, when you, when you get asked, how can I support you? Or you ask, how can I support you? You have to actually give an answer. Like for example, I'm going to go shower. Would you be willing to set up dinner? what's your real answer? Not the answer of like, ah, I'll just do it all myself. So I think that's really important. But you have to also understand that you don't want to take that too far. How can I support you? Well, can you do X, Y, Z? You know, you got to find that line of not putting your monkey on someone else's back for lack of better phrasing. Are there key indicators to be aware of before overwhelm impacts you physically? Oh yeah. Go ahead, Jeff. Uh, any sort of... outside of alignment uh anger frustration frustration things start to bother you that normally wouldn't i'll give you an example so almost never do emilia and i ever disagree on almost anything just the truth when we do usually one of us has a lower awareness than the other person and then we drive to five and try to figure out what the other person's missing honestly usually it's me who's missing something i'll be transparent we have something called a stinger and a stinger is we are always playful. Uh, we're like laughing and joking and we're always just having a lot of fun. Not always, but most of the time. And sometimes the, the jokes are what we refer to as a stinger, which is an, in a, like a joke that's like, ah, that wasn't that funny. That was actually kind of a dig. And whenever there was one night, this was two weeks ago or a week ago. And I, I hammered two stingers in a row. She was in the bathroom and I was in the shower and, and we were like being playful, or at least I thought I was being playful. And there was two like little mini stingers in a row. And I was like, what is going on? And we called them bugs in the garden. And it turns out that I was really overwhelmed and frustrated with something that we didn't realize. And, and so we came and talked about it. I said, I'm so sorry. I don't know what that came from. And, and we dug, she asked me questions. Are we good? Like, Is there something I don't know? Or is there resentment building? Like, what's the bug in the garden? You have to notice when you're outside of alignment with your character. When you're outside of alignment with your character, you're probably overwhelmed, most likely. To an extent that is detrimental and destructive, not constructive. But only you can know that because you need to have high self-awareness. Other people might recognize it, but they might not call it out because it's too weak to notice. Those little stingers, Emilia noticed, but maybe they're not bad enough to where she would say, hey, like that was a little uncalled for, right? So you have to have really high standards with how you treat others, have really high standards with your own integrity of keeping the promises you make to yourself. And when you keep letting yourself down, it's probably an indicator that you're overwhelmed on some level.
0: I would say, number one, you probably run from feedback and or things that normally don't bother you. I know when I'm overwhelmed, I avoid my WhatsApp messages like the plague Mm. because I know that there's feedback and or more work in there. And it's like, I do not want to open Pandora's box of more work because I'm already losing my mind. And then I would say, number two, for me, I'm just very tired. I can feel it. I just feel run down. I don't want to go to the gym. Everything at the gym feels heavier. I want to sleep more. I want to sleep in. My willpower isn't there. So when you find yourself forcing yourself more than usual, I think that's another key indicator. And then everything Alan said, I I agree with as well.
1: Far? How do you build the courage to stretch your overwhelm?
0: Figure out what's on the other side. There has to be a reason for you to get more uncomfortable. And I think you also have to have the understanding that it's constructive. I know that, and again, I don't want to talk trash, but there's a lot of people who are saying, well, success is easy and you don't have to do anything you don't want to do. And it shouldn't, it shouldn't require sacrifice. And again, I just don't, I just do not believe in that. I think it's a convenient thing to believe in. I think you have to be okay with being overwhelmed. I think you have to understand that on the other side of that overwhelm, there is a bright sunset that you would never see if you, if you didn't go through it. We, was it today? We launched an episode today on the tougher, the hike, the better, the view or whatever the, whatever the motivation Monday was. I believe it's like that with overwhelm. I would not be where I am today. If I just said, you know what? I'm never going to be overwhelmed because I'm always overwhelmed, but the overwhelm is aligned. So I would say, Get okay with being overwhelmed and make sure that the overwhelm is aligned overwhelm and you're not, you're not doing stuff that's outside of alignment because that's not, that's not really overwhelm. That's just discomfort or misalignment. Get cool with doing stuff that makes you better. Like understand that, understand overwhelm will improve your life as long as you can navigate it and you can, you definitely can.
2: Hi there. This is Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and I am the host of the Business of Happiness podcast, which would not be in existence were it not for the one and only incredible Kevin Palmieri. Seriously, I am so indebted to Kevin for the service that he provides. Every week he meets with me. He has been coaching me on how to initiate and launch this podcast. He helped me put it together with his great expertise. And every week his whole team works tirelessly to get these podcasts uploaded to Buzzsprout and to deliver my content to my audience. I am so grateful. I couldn't say enough about him. In fact, we've been working together so well. I've seen so much wonderful, input from my listeners and asking me for more that in just a few weeks we're going to be doubling the number of podcasts we produce per week. So this trajectory is just flying and I'm really enjoying the whole process. So I couldn't say enough about him. Please, if this is something you're considering, I highly recommend him and reach out to me anytime if you have any questions about our experience. Good luck. Bye-bye.
1: The original question and strong work, Kev, seriously, The original question was courage. How do you have the courage to overcome overwhelm? Is that what it was, Aim? How can you build the courage to stretch your overwhelm? Yeah. Uh, I think one of the reasons why people avoid overwhelm is because they mistreat others. Uh, I would say that for me. For me, uh, I'm afraid to let myself get overwhelmed because I'm afraid that when I'm overwhelmed, I'll be unkind. To either Kevin or to the team or to Emilia. And again, not super unkind, but somewhat, right? And every single one of us can think of a time when we were super overwhelmed. We were in massive uncertainty and we were triggered and we were unkind to someone we love. If you, no one's perfect. So everyone has had that experience. For me, that's my biggest fear is, is allowing. So we're doing Next Level Live. It's it's down below. Last time we co-hosted a live event, it was extremely overwhelming. Someone that we co-hosted with we thought would be much more helpful and she wasn't. And we didn't know what we were doing compared to what we do now. And, and we both today were preparing the itinerary for the event. And we were like, I was like, Kev, you feel, you feel in the feels, man? Like, like what it was like to be that overwhelmed back then. But we're more capable now. We have a more capable team now. We have So much more that we didn't have back then. And so we're still, we're still treating it the same way though. And so we have to have that awareness. So my fear and what I think other people's fear is, is that they're going to mistreat other people or they're going to let themselves down and it's going to hit their self-worth. Think about this analogy. You're in the gym and this actually happened to me last night. I was in the gym and I did 70s for five dumbbell press. And I remember I wanted to do 80s, but I was too afraid because my right wrist was a little shaky on the 70s. And I was like, "Ah, honestly, Alan, just like, just do it, man. Like, just do it. And then I'm like, is that intelligent? Because I might like really hurt my wrist again. And so I decided not to do it. And I just moved on with my workout. But you have to have a big enough reason to take a risk. And you have to trust in your own capabilities And you have to find five. 10 out of 10 is reckless. 10 out of 10 is, yeah, do the 80s. Who cares about your wrist? That's not intelligent. But zero out of 10 represents being soft. For lack of better phrasing, soft is the wrong word. Being too easy on yourself when really you should stretch. So to develop the courage to stretch your overwhelm, you have to have a big enough reason. And... You have to also surround yourself with people who will understand that you're going to fail forward and not be perfect when you're overwhelmed. It's easy to treat everyone perfectly and to be perfect when you're not overwhelmed at all. You know what's really challenging is being incredibly kind and loving and transparent and candid and virtuous while you're also dealing with a whole bunch of stuff. And the last thing I'll say here is... People that think success should come easy, they're obviously um, missing something, in my opinion, because when you get more successful, you end up having more opportunities, which is wonderful, but also overwhelming. And so what I've found statistically is that those people are telling themselves a story and uh, yeah, you have to, you have to want the result more than the fear of failure. Is there a certain amount of overwhelm that's healthy without getting into the extremes of overwhelm? Mm -hmm. Stephen Kotler calls it the challenge skills sweet spot. Uh, There's a book right behind me, The Art of Impossible right here. And every single one of us has a challenge skills sweet spot. And again, I use the gym as an analogy for everything. As Amy, you've mentioned to me. Uh, The 70s were right in the sweet spot the eighties would probably have injured me. And you have to be so self-aware to know that. And that's why we call it drive to five. We use it with everything. Am I humble, but also confident or am I being arrogant or am I being overly modest at the expense of my own self-worth? Everything has a sweet spot. And one of the things that I do in my coaching, I'll I'll tell this very quick story. I know we got to go. I was in a, a, a coaching call recently And it was in person and and my client said, wait, there's things that you're not telling me yet. And I'm like, of course. And she's like, well, tell me now. And I'm like, I can't. My intuition tells me what to tell you. And, And one of my clients early on said, I want you to be as hard on me as you are on yourself. No, no, no. You can't do that. That's like you being brand new to the gym and trying to bench press 70s for five. You'll get injured. But it's a physical, mental, emotional, spiritual thing. So you're you're not ready. That's like doing martial arts with a a world-class fighter. Your first fight, you're going to get hurt. You're going to get really hurt. And so what I've told my clients is I can't be as hard on you as I am on myself. If I was as hard on you as I am on myself and you could handle that, I wouldn't be your coach. I shouldn't be your coach, right? There's levels and that's why this is next level you. So I think that's an important thing to understand too.
0: I would second that. That's why I, I nodded to Alan. I knew he would go Stephen Kotler route, and I think that's the the right place to go. We were talking today, and then we'll get out of here, that without ego, there are very few podcasts that are willing to do what we're willing to do in terms of the seven episodes a week and the business behind the podcast that most people don't even see because there's so many things that go into it and the live events and the all the stuff, just all the stuff that we're doing. One of the reasons we're capable of doing that is because we always pushed for 1%, 1%, 1%, 1%. And this is the important thing. Figure out what you're comfortable doing and then do a little bit more. So for us, when we did one episode a week, it eventually got to the point where we were comfortable. And then we did two. And then when two got easier, we did three. And then when three got easier, we did four. And we kept going. And then it was this amount of clients. Okay, that's kind of easy now, let's do more. This amount of team members, okay, that's easy, let's do more. And that's just the name of the game is don't ever get so comfortable that you forget how comfortable you are. And you'll know, you'll know, this is the beautiful thing. You can always take a step back. You can always go too far and take a step back. It's very hard to say, I should have taken a step forward quicker. You can do that too, but I think it's more, I think it's more painful. And the lessons you learn in overwhelm, you will use for a lifetime. The lessons you learn in underwhelm, I don't think you even get a chance to use because you don't know them. Until later on. So that's what I would say. Next elimination, We gotta go. Mm-hmm. Taryn's cooking and it smells wonderful. And I'm very grateful for that. As you can see below the beautiful aim with her wonderful backdrop. March 26th, 2022. A lot of us set goals at the beginning of the year. A lot of us have ambitions. The problem is we don't always do the things necessary to get those goals. And that becomes harder when you let yourself down. If you're hurting yourself worth by saying, I'm going to do this, and then you break those promises, promise to us, promise to Amy, promise to yourself, you will join us March 26th. Live, Worcester, Massachusetts. We have already booked the venue. The landing page is in the process of being built. $97. We're only taking 50 people. Myself, Alan, Dr. Taryn McCarthy, and Tori Aletto will be speaking and our goal is to make this the best live event you've ever attended and you will meet people, you will find out more about yourself and it will be a wonderful way to get to the next level for you.
1: If there's one thing I know for sure, it's that when you start a growth journey, it feels very uh, overwhelming and it feels like you're alone. You feel super misunderstood and everyone's like, why are you doing this? Why are you working so hard? Why are you trying this new thing? Why Why are you always... Contemplating and thinking all these deep things, and why are you listening to podcasts so constantly? So, I've seen this community change so many lives at this point in such a drastic way. Uh, Emilia and I got a letter recently from someone, and um, this person's a really big part of the NLU community. And she talked about how NLU literally saved her life. And so, I really implore you to come to Next Level Live because. There's a big difference between listening to a podcast and then being at the concert. There's a difference between listening to a podcast and then having actual friends that are also into this. This community will pour into you in a way that is beyond description. And I've seen it and I've seen the compound effect of that for years now. Join this event there are people that joined our other events that we co-hosted years ago that, quite frankly, would not be where they are today, not even close, if they hadn't made that decision. One moment can change your life. One decision can change your life. And coming to this event, you will meet other next-level people. That's that's a fact. And you'll get to see
0: how much taller... Alan is than I in person, but how much more jacked I am, which honestly is really all that matters. And you'll get to meet Amy in person, I believe, which is also wonderful. Next Level Nation, as always, we love you, appreciate you, grateful for each and every one of you. And at Next Level U, we do not have fans, we have family. We hope to see you all on March twenty 2022. We'll talk to you soon